from Radical Productions, this is Reaching the Border. Stories on the lives of young boys in Baltimore struggling to not only survive, but to meet their basic requirements in school and life to escape the nightmares of poverty. I'm your host, Robert A. Douglas. If you haven't listened to this podcast from episode one, go back to learn about the study published in the New York Times around black boys performing worse in adulthood than any other group regardless of class. You'll hear other stories like the one that's going to be in this episode as well, but there's much more to gather than what's been said. Go back and listen to how our boys reach the border of their mind. Episode 5 is dedicated to 17-year-old Lamont Green, who was originally supposed to be airing for episode 5, but unfortunately was killed here in Baltimore due to gun violence. And out of respect for his family in their hour of need, we won't air that episode, but rest in peace to Lamont. And our thoughts and prayers go out to the family as well as his unborn child. Let's take a moment of silence. The young man in this episode threw me for a loop. He's an 18-year-old, polite, mild-mannered kid who will surely succumb to a life of crime without proper interventions put into place. He reminds me of many of my friends growing up, full of talent and potential, just bleeding with drive and ambition, but he can't get out of high school. In fact, at 18, he should be getting ready to graduate high school, but of the 24 credits he needs to earn his diploma, he has earned three of them. Three and those classes passed were electives that he probably would have successfully completed whether he were there or not. Three credits is the equivalency of successfully completing one semester of high school, not even a full year. What blows me away is the fact that I only got the opportunity to meet him because he is still attending school trying to finish. Before you make the assumption that he's a troubled kid of his four-year tenure in high school, I can see he only has a handful of disciplinary files, nothing more than a classroom disruption. I sit down with this young brother to hear his perspective on his high school career and what his plans are for his life as he enters into adulthood. His story speaks to the many layers of issues that hold back black boys from poverty. The results are sure to be life-ending if things don't change. Thanks for being on uh, the podcast. I was interested in you because I was talking to Mr. Dixon, like I told you, and um, he told me that he worked with you last year. You're 18. Yeah. And um, you have like three credits total toward graduating high school, which blew me away because he told me, you know, about who you are as a person that you weren't a kid that's like really out there going crazy. But there were some other things that stopped you. And it just blew me away, like 18 and three credits. That means you need 24 credits to graduate from Maryland. So I'm like, what's this kid going to do? And then he told me that you were applying to Job Corps. I just wanted to like get your perspective, like, bro, what's up? Everybody's going to paint it like it's your fault. Mm-hmm. Right. And I worked in the school system and I know what guys like you look like. Right. And that's the whole purpose of this podcast to shed a little bit more light on that. So I want to hear from you why you feel like an 18 year old of 24 classes that you had to pass to graduate, you successfully completed three. Like, what's that look like for you? It looked bad. Like, I'm going to just give up for real. Like, I already know, like, like I wasn't going to class, but I got, like, real life situations, like, mm-hmm. real family situations and all that. Like, what if you can talk to them? It's like financial things and like deaths and all that. Like last year, my grandma had died. I just stopped coming to school. And this year, I ain't coming to school. I was from house to house and all that. So and now I'm here and I'm like, I just woke up one day and was just like, I got to do something. Like I can't just be sitting around. And I know about Job Corps. 
and all that other stuff. But I, knew, I was like, at least I'd go to school and try. But they like all they be saying is like, why you come to school and you shouldn't have came to school and I wouldn't have let you come to school and all that. So that's why I started getting people to the at school. Court, man. In the office. Mm. So I'm like, I'm gonna just job call for something. That's the only thing I really know. I did some research, hoping to find what I knew wasn't true. I knew the story of school staff was true because I've seen it before, not just in my own life, growing up in the same system, but as a staff member in this current school as well. As our school systems are filled with professionals that don't understand our cultural differences and the children they are to serve, they can't do anything besides judge. It's human nature to judge what we don't understand. Still, someone had to care, right? Maybe he was so transient and moving around, no one had time to. No, he remained in one elementary school all the way up until fifth grade. He remained at the school he transferred to until high school. He was documented as being on grade level up until the sixth grade, but when attending the traditionally failing schools as he did, I wouldn't count that as valid. His paperwork gladly supports his testimony that no one really cared about anything other than the thousands of federal dollars attached to his attendance to be deposited into their bank accounts. Imagine if he were a behavior problem. He would not only be spoken down to, but would become a bouncing ball failing between each school. You tell me which is better. What middle school you go to? Beachfield. And then you left there and you came straight to Ace? Yeah. So ninth grade, coming in, what happened? I mean, stuff like not going to class mm. and all that. But I was in school, but I just went to class. So first year you were in school, but you were kind of just becoming yeah. a part of the crowd, right? Yeah. Doing what everybody else is doing. Then in the 10th grade, yeah, that's when the problems started. So you passed on the 10th grade? I think so. Mm -hmm. They just started rolling in, like we was in house to house and had to get money and all that type of stuff. Last year, things started getting better, but then this one, I was just like, I don't even like school. Mm -hmm. That's how I felt. So. so it took like two years for you guys to get right then, right? Yeah. Just to tell you a little bit about me, just to make you a little bit more comfortable. Um, when I was in middle school, I had to sell drugs because I had financial responsibilities at my house. You feel me? So, and I, and I had to do that in order to stay there. It was, it was like, you're not staying here if you're not paying the BGE. You feel me? At 11. So, when you say financial responsibilities, what it, was it like falling on you? Yeah, it was trying to like help my mother. Like I, like, I can't stand my mother crying about bills. I can't sit there and, and listen to her cry about her not being able to pay a bill. Mm. So You took it upon yourself. Yeah, I took it upon myself. And then that's when I started, like, I stopped that because everything started getting good. I don't even really be out there like that. Like, I barely go outside now, but I just, because I bet was supposed to go to jail court in the beginning of the year, but mm. I didn't. Then that's when I'm like, all right, I might as well just try and go to school. I might look crazy, but at least I'm trying to do something and not right. just sitting around. Um, so mom starts struggling, right? I guess it's just her. Nobody's helping her. It was just me and my sister, but now so it's just me and her. Okay. The sister older? Yeah. She gone now? Yeah. All right. So when she left, that kind of like, is that when things started kind of getting okay? Yeah. All right. So she was doing her thing, trying to get away. You helping moms, right? Do you know if mom finished high school? No. Okay. So like the immediate needs are important, yeah. right? All right. People from the middle class often assume that children simply don't have a desire to learn. 
but it's more nuanced than that when immediate needs must be met. An example from my own life growing up in poverty dates back to when I left fifth grade to go on to middle school. My zone school was terrible, but I had been accepted into a magnet middle school. The only challenge to attending is that I was responsible for purchasing my own uniforms and supplies for this magnet school because it was considered a luxury where I was from. I already had home life financial responsibilities to contribute to, so education naturally took the back burner. But at 11, just to be able to attend this magnet school, I had to steal a work permit to obtain a job, working 30 hours a week after school. In sixth grade, I left school to ride my bike to work for six hours each evening, then had to bike home to attempt my homework and tend to my home life. It wasn't easy. And what made it more difficult is that I eventually was fired for lying about my age and had to resort to the same means as everyone surrounding me. I've watched many people travel the track of school to prison pipeline and the only distinction between me and them. So you started hustling to help them? Yeah. Selling what? Weed, ready. And what was that like? I mean, it's good in the moment, but you got a lot of problems that come with that. Like, everybody that jump out there don't really know. Like, I mean, it's cool. The money, fast money gonna be cool, but it don't last forever. Most niggas do it for the girls. People out here really going through things. Right. So were you really able to help your mom, or were you kind of like... Yeah, I was able to help her, but not as much as I could, because yeah. I buy it and didn't sell it. Right. I didn't really had too much money to buy it. I just had whatever I sold out there. Like, was she appreciative of you helping? Did she kind of feel guilty? Yeah, she didn't even know what I was doing. Mm. So I actually told her, because she actually put me out for that. I really sat down and told her, and I was just like, she, she accepted it because she knew it was for a good reason. I wasn't just out here doing dumb stuff. I mean, it's dumb, but... It's necessary to yeah. a certain degree. Yeah. No, I definitely feel that, and I'm definitely not judging that, because like I said, I've been in that seat. I mean, I see so many... People like, like on episode three, this little young dude at a middle school I was at, he was hustling, so he made sure his little brother eat every day. And I'm just wondering, like, it sounds like you love your mother. Yeah. So your mother is the first thing that you, that's on your mind, mm-hmm. I'm guessing. Yeah. Watching her struggle by herself for you is probably a little difficult to focus at school. Do you feel like behind now? Like, do you feel like... Do you feel like school is impossible or you feel like there's something I can do? Yeah, I mean, of course I regret every dumb thing I ever did. Like, I regret not taking school serious because it's like how people really look at you and all that. So it's just like, I'm trying to do something. Mm. I don't, and I don't really know what to do. So I just came to school to see if I can do something. To see, like, a starting ground. Yeah. So you're just here trying to figure out, this may not be your next option, but what is, right? Right. That's what you're saying? Exactly. Is anybody, like, Helping you, like, do you have a person where you like, I know if I go to such and such, they got me? It's just my mother. Mm-hmm. And she can only do so much because it's always work, work, work. Mm-hmm. I'm mostly in out by myself all the time. Like, yesterday, I didn't even see it for, like, two days. I was saying for, like, I actually spoke to her this morning. I was, like, my first time in, like, two days. Mm-hmm. It's always working. She working to, like, build or she working just to keep? Food on the table. Yeah, she working like that maintain. hard just to maintain day to day. Not trying to buy a house. Not trying to just to live. Wow. Yeah, man, that's rough. Um, my question is, where do we go from here? Like, what do you do? What do you even like? Do you know? I like to make beats. Okay, that's what I used to do like all day. And my grandma, I used to live with her. I had the desktop, and I had bought FL Studio. She had bought it like a two hundred dollar bundle. Now we're just in the house, just make beats all day. What type of beats? Like trap. Like hip-hop, uh, trap yeah. music? Mm-hmm. 
So that's something that 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 we can talk about. What's your process with uh, Job Corps? I don't even know. They they told me they was going to tell me if they said something. They ain't never said nothing to me. So I'm yeah. just like, is that something you want to do, or is it something like that? You you didn't know what else to do, so you just kind of. I mean, yeah, that's exactly what it is. Like, go away, cause that's what I was talking to my mother about this morning. I'm like, I don't even want to go, cause I don't want to leave you in no position. Right. Like, I'm gonna be gone. You just gonna be here and all that. Like, what is she gonna put out? I'm just like, I don't know. Like, I want to do it, but I don't think I want to do it right now. Like, type thing. Mm-hmm. Or if I find something else. Stabilize it. Yeah. Because all I knew was I just, I just want to get my diploma. Like, I'm going to get it. Like, I don't want to be no F up. Right. Like, I don't want to be no nigga out here on the streets or depending on somebody else. So, is you getting your GED option? Yeah, it's going to have to be an option. Okay. But I just want to know, like, the best way to do it. The only way I knew was job code, so. Okay, so I gotta, I gotta connect where you can go there in the evenings after you leave here, start to prepare to get your GED. It's like a six month course, but we can talk about that later. Mm-hmm. Um, how well do you read, do you feel like? I read good. Read well? Math? I ain't that good at math. Okay, so reading is like your strong subject? Yeah. So from here, that's, that's what I want your focus to be in. I want it to be English. Like when you're here, you make sure I'm in English class, and, and we're going to try to build from there. But before I cut the tape, is there any other last thoughts that you have or anything that you want to say to somebody that might be dealing with types of things that you're dealing with? If you're going to do anything, just, like, keep your head above water, you know, and get hard. Like, just got to take some time and find yourself for real. You'll be straight. You just keep that mindset that you're going to do something, and you know you're going to do it. You'll be straight. That's Just like the chicken and the egg, it's hard to argue if poverty or impoverished mindsets came first for us. I say that because I hear where those pull yourself up by the bootstrap folk will say he's making excuses. But is he? As he risks his life to help his mother keep from having a mental break, he still can't get out of poverty on his own efforts, which is his immediate need. Why then would he believe consistently calling Job Corps for a decision will render different results? After speaking with this young man, I want to revise an earlier judgment I even placed on him. I believe he is more intelligent than we all expected. But he's been failed in every way. How can he not fail himself? I feel you, brother. Stay strong. Until next time, listeners.